Hey, hey, welcome to the newest episode of the Articulate Ox Podcast. I am your host, Soma79. Thank you so, so, so much for joining me today. Uh, my guest today is, I believe this is for the third time, we have Wordplay, the flyest MC. Uh, Wordplay is the man. He is Juno Alaska's finest battle rapper, um, all around nice guy. I love talking to this dude. So this is going to be a two-part episode. We decided we were going to talk about the um, five most influential hip-hop albums for each of us. So uh, we both made our lists, and uh, we talk about each album here. We, the interview goes for about two hours, so it's about one hour per episode. And uh, yeah, so um, Wordplay and I, I believe, will both be in San Antonio and Austin, Texas, 420 weekend to perform. So um, hopefully that's all going down. I'm supposed to get my tickets later today, so hopefully... Uh, there's no problem getting a decent flight, but I think we're going to be down there in San Antonio. So come check us out. Check out our Instagrams and stuff. My cat is really interested in getting involved in this. So um, I hope you enjoy the episode with my man Wordplay. Go follow him on social media and all that stuff and follow Soma79 everywhere you go. All right. See you next week. Peace. Just aim, score, and celebrate Elevate, electric, but money is what I generate Illustrate, do nothing but draw It's like I meditate Cause I'll be closing both of my eyes And all these different states intimidate Man, all these rappers about to know Why eliminate Some of your dudes gonna have to go Was the class clown, but now ain't no longer a joke I'm like Nicola, the joke about to be one of them ghosts Man, I'm too slick, your chick Hey, welcome to the newest episode of the Articulate Ox Podcast. I am your host, Soma79. I have one of my favorite guests back with me today, Wordplay the Fly SMC. What is going on today, man? Yo, Wordplay, third time. Finest. Third time, the first <laughs> repeat, I think. Yo, I'm like Michael Jordan with this podcast. <laughs> Sweet, man. But, I mean, and I'm here we are, an NBA on... All-Star Weekend. <laughs> yep, yep. Like, I I don't know who's winning. I don't even know if that's today, but <laughs> yeah, this one, I think the, I think the dunk contest or something is tonight. I I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, I can't right. keep track of this shit. <laughs> can't keep track. I, I don't think I can name more than like. I don't know if I can name more than three players in the NBA. I don't know. Oh damn! Yeah, I've been more into. I've been more into UFC right now. I was gonna watch uh watch today's pay per view after this. Oh shit! So. Nice man. All right. Well, let's get right to it. I mean, so. We're uh let's talk a little bit though first boy you going on. You had mentioned that you um you and I are both probably gonna be in Texas, it seems, um, for a show yeah. or a concept at the end of April. We'll probably already have that information released then, but we're still working on pulling that together. But looks like we may be down there. So Yep, sweet. San Antonio. I yes. think they called it Hem Hemfest or something. I believe so, over 420 weekend. So Yeah, San Antonio so then cool. and then the next day, uh pos uh Austin, Texas. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, my first time in Texas. So. Oh, really? I've never been to Texas before. It is. Uh, it's, nah. it's Texas. I, I don't want to consider I'm going there in like two months. I don't care what I say. But uh, I, I mean, I heard everything's bigger. So let's see. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So just watch Friday Night Lights. You'll 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 figure it out. <laughs> I, I know everything about your state from watching Northern Exposure. So. Um. I... <laughs> you remember that? You ever heard of that show? I think I've I think I've heard of it, but I don't I don't think I've ever watched it. It was a show from like the early '90s, like um, the basically about a doctor from New York who moves to like um, moves to Alaska, and it's just all the kooky stuff that like he experiences in this, you know, classic. I bet it's a '90s shit. So, um, so you working on a tour? You said, uh, yes. Um, so I will actually be going on tour with Alaska Red. Oh no shit. Um, so we were actually playing a DDE tour. We've never toured before. So we were like, oh, shit, how do we do this? Um, and then all of a sudden, Alaska Red hits me up. He's like, yo, I really want you guys on this upcoming tour during the summer. And we were already planning a summer tour. So we were like, oh, shit, we've never toured before. Can you teach us? He's like, yeah. <laughs> so like, nice. it worked out. So, yeah, we'll be going on tour uh, starting in May. Uh, we're starting our first show. We'll be in Juneau. And Alaska Red got a six star live from the north DDE. It's gonna be it's gonna be dope. That's awesome. So uh, what cities are you visiting? Uh, so we're going statewide first. Um, and depending how that goes, we might go to West Coast. But uh, yeah, like Anchorage, Fairbanks, Ketchikan, Juneau. Um, that's awesome, yeah. man. It's gonna yeah, be dope. That's dope, man. I've been wanting to hit Alaska Red up too because I've been following his stuff for a while now, and I just you know yeah, he's super cool guy. Oh, uh, actually, um. We're actually doing an album with Killer Priest. No shit. Uh, 
Yeah, me and me and Red uh were, were featured on his uh next album. So wow, that's it's, it's amazing, man. Yeah, <laughs> is, is Killer Priest living out there now? Nah, I think he's in LA right now. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I don't know if he lives there. I think he's just there, but I think he still lives in New York. Oh shit! Cool. That's fucking awesome, man. Wu Tang forever, man. It's yo. That dude's a heavy hitter. Um, I just can't believe that that ha- that's happening. So <laughs> isn't it nuts, dude? When sometimes the shit just falls in your lap, and you're just like, "Oh, now this is happening." I guess this is a new I'm reality. Like, hey. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like, yeah, I know. It's it's wild. Well, yeah. well earned too, man. I mean, it's like you've you've got nothing you haven't earned, and I'm sure there's a lot more in the future. So I appreciate you know. that. Cool, man. So, all right. Well, we're here. To, we're going to talk about our top five um, personal top five albums. I figured we'd probably just go back and forth with them. Um, I actually I picked ones that I had the vinyl of. So I have the actual albums of mine here. And I actually snuck in an honorable mention that ties into one of them. But because it's my fucking show. So, um, <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I guess um, I figured this would be kind of fun. We're obviously from different hip hop generations, but you know, you really know all your stuff. So I'm very curious what it is for you. Um, you know, mine white has a pretty wide range here. So, um, yeah. Do you want to start off? Or do you want me to start off? Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, we could do like, I mean, you want to do like. Is yours in order or like you just no? Mine fun? isn't really in order. My brain doesn't function. Uh, that you, I mean, you wanted uh, I could do one and then you could do. Yeah, one that's what I was thinking. Like yeah, that. do you want to go first? Uh, uh yeah. Uh, all right. So before I say my first album, I just want to say to all you old heads, I was born in '97. So when I graduated high school, <laughs> yeah, don't be disappointed. I listen to everything, but this is influential albums to me. And again, I was born in '97. So. Yeah. I'm Tupac and Biggie already gone. So. <laughs> I have a similar disclaimer for like for like I, you know, I love paid in full, but it didn't make my list. In criminal mind, it didn't make my list. Even though yes, they should be on everybody's list. But <laughs> and to to ease it, I wore a Tupac hoodie, so don't be very mad. <laughs> nice. Tupac isn't on my list either, though. I would say Machiavelli. Um, I had made a top ten list. I was going to do an episode. Um myself of top 10 just to ran yeah. whatever and, and machiavelli album was in the top 10 didn't make my top five so uh, all right well uh i think i'm gonna go with i got mine in like a timeline so um right. i think my very first influential album to me and we said this in the last podcast the first rapper I ever heard was nelly uh so nellyville nelly released like 2002 uh first album i ever bought and fucking Nelly was just the guy that got me into hip hop. So yeah. I just thought he was so cool. I watched um I watched Country Grammar on I mean that wasn't on that album, but um I saw that on uh like BET or MTV or something like that. Yeah. And then I was like, once the next album Nelly album came out, I was like, Mom, I need this album. Hot in here's going crazy. Like he got Kelly Rowland on there. <laughs> like, so I was like, yo, like it was mostly just like his like his swagger that got me. He is like, like I think we talked about this before that it's like when I hear the word swagger, it's like bullshit if you're not if you're not talking about Nelly. Nelly is when yeah. when you say swagger, he's the one that he that it's not a joke one. It, it's like he it, he is hip hop swagger as far as I'm concerned. Like I mean, th- yeah, the sound, the look, yeah, like he yeah. made wearing a band-aid look cool. <laughs> yeah, like all this man, like just like like I wanted to get cut in the face. Like that's yeah. Like, but um yeah, bro, like I, Nelly was just that that guy that I thought he was like a superhero to me. He was just so cool. Uh everyone, I feel like everyone at the time wanted to be Nelly. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean still isn't he isn't he now back with Ashanti or something? I think people still want to be Nelly. Yeah. Yeah, hey. <laughs> like, too actually, um, just today I heard I, I I for some reason I knew you were gonna say this. You mentioned you mentioned Nelly before, so Nelly was on my mind, and like yeah. he was on. Um, I heard Nelly on a TV commercial today, and it was that song that we talked about before. The if you want to, I never always got lyrics that song. Yeah, it always makes me laugh because it's like that song is clean like most of the way through in the last thirty seconds. Whoever that last rapper is, just drop this like f me good, s me, and I'm just like, dude, you knew this was a hit this song was a hit the second the first note was played he was just it's, i don't know it was city spud bro city spud oh, that, that is yeah. Yeah. St. <laughs> lunatics earning their name i just <laughs> thought that was funny but that song, like, that I, song was strong. 
He's like, I'm gonna spice it up real quick. <laughs> no, I hope everybody got paid right on that song because it's like, you know. But yeah, dude. Was that the album? Is Nelly Bill the album with uh, with um with I'm number one on it? Yes. That I think that's the first track on there. Oh, okay. I yeah. love that song. <laughs> yeah, I do I do too. I think that was that wasn't an official single. It was a promo single. I don't know what the difference is, <laughs> but like yeah, um but yeah, it was technically the first single to be released. And then Hot in Here just kind of blew it out the water. So they were just like, that's a promo single. <laughs> like, so, um, but yeah, I remember that drop in the music video. And then like, there's a part where he like interrupts the, like, the song and he's like fucking in a phone call or some shit. But, that was the thing yeah, back a... in the day is like interrupting the video for like some like skit or something with some like rapper who can't act. I mean, yeah. he he's different. I mean, he can, he can <laughs> act. I mean. I liked him in Longest Year. I want to see what that album sold because I, I I wouldn't be surprised if that album went diamond. Like oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I think he outsold M, too. Probably because uh, I mean, he they were. I I remember looking at. Oh, he sold over six million for that. So yeah. um so yeah, but like I he's one of the top selling rappers of all time because I was looking at a list one day and I was surprised he was on it until I thought about it. I'm like oh yeah, he definitely belongs on it. Like yeah, I think he's number five. In the two thousands, yeah, which yeah, was like, the time because like that's when I mean that was the hottest time the record label the record yeah. was the end of the nineties early two thousands, you know. Because I believe it was like M, Jay Z, Kanye, Fifty above him. Yeah, I think oh, I think right, that's yeah. yeah, and then it's like you could probably throw in people like like Dre and Diddy, but it's like that that's not they're yeah. more producers, so it's like you know, yeah. But I don't know. So yeah, yeah, that, that's my number one. This my 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 number one is the guy who influenced me to like rap. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, it's funny. I can kind of see a little bit of that stuff. I mean, not that I think you're like you know, like aping him or anything, but I can bro, see a little I'm bit. Bro, I'm literally style wearing Air Force Ones, bro. <laughs> like, all right, all right. I'm literally yeah, wearing man. Air Force Ones. So Nelly's my guy. Do you remember like when they banned that video from from MTV because they said oh my tip commercial? drill. That was tip drill. Tip drill. Yeah. yeah. What is that? The uh, wait. Are you talking? Are we talking about? So Nelly had a video called uh, "Tip Drill." Oh, I think and... they buried the Air Force One video because it said it was basically just a Nike commercial. Oh, I, I thought. I, I thought because they didn't ban the My Adidas video for Run DMC because that was an Adidas commercial. But whatever. But what's <laughs> tip drill? <laughs> oh, okay. We're about to go. So uh, BET used to have this thing called BET Uncut, which yeah. is uh. So they could cuss during the music videos and have more provocative stuff. So Thank Nelly, <laughs> Nelly decided to make a video for his song "Tip Drill," and "Tip Drill" um, is slang for a girl with an ugly face but fine body. And in the video, he had <laughs> naked women everywhere, like like Classic. naked, naked. And there's a scene where like he has a he has a credit card and he slides it to a girl's pussy. Oh, this sounds. <laughs> I, I do remember hearing about this. And I was like, I was like, damn. I remember watching that as a kid too. And I was like, the <laughs> and I was like, damn, okay. Yeah. I know what that is now. <laughs> we had this or mix a lot, baby. It got back video when you had that. <laughs> yeah. I'll, hey, see, Nelly was a life lesson for me. <laughs> yeah. I, it is funny. I had some of those too. Like I mentioned before, this one almost made my list, but Ghetto Boys, We Can't Be Stopped. When I when I heard that tape when I when I was a kid, I had to put it away for six months. So I'm like, I'm not ready for this this portion of life yet. <laughs> it was so fucking intense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, yeah that's that's two thousands hip hop. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, well, I'm gonna talk about my my number one. This one could have been the first album by this group or this one, but I remember remember buying this album, Check Your Head by the Beastie Boys. Ooh, this is this is I often cite as my favorite album of all time. That one has uh, that one has passed the mic on it. Yes, it has passed the mic. So this album for me, I remember um, I was a big fan of the Beastie Beastie Boys were the first tip off, one of the first hip hop tapes I ever had, licensed to ill. It was one of the first exposures to rap music I ever had. And um, and then I got Paul's Boutique, which now is a masterpiece. But like a lot of other people back then, just they weren't into it. It's just it kind of was a yeah. big flop. And like I think I only listened to it once or twice for like ten years, and then everybody in my high school caught on to it at the same time. But when this album came out, the Beastie Boys were basically forgotten about. And I remember reading in Spin Magazine in like '92 when this album came out that 
the review said they won't sell as many tapes as, as Vanilla Ice or Hammer, but they'll have their like dedicated fan base or whatever. Like basically saying like the yeah. Beastie Boys days are over, but their fans will like this. They're no Hammer, they're no Vanilla Ice, and here we are like you know unfortunately yay <laughs> but like they're still yeah. legends to this day and um and i remember watching this album too when this i learned this was coming out because i used to watch this show um pump it up which was like because i didn't have cable i had it was network tv and there was a show called pump it up hosted by d barnes and she hosted this <laughs> hip-hop show that was on at like I don't, some ridiculous hour and i watched it in the seventh grade and i was like it was i saw crisscross the crisscross junk video like weeks before anybody else knew the song and i was telling the kids at school i'm like this crisscross group's gonna be huge and they're like what the fuck are you talking about like they wear their clothes backwards and like they're like they're a fucking idiot and then like three weeks later they were fucking huge i remember calling the radio yeah. station here playing saying play crisscross and i was like, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about i'm like it's on Damn. d barnes's show and then they, but they played the past the mic video for this. And I was like, the fucking Beastie Boys are back and they're Irish now. Cause like in, the, in that video, they were like, <laughs> like whatever. But like this album's fucking amazing. Like it is, yeah. it has so many left turns and it redefines to me what a hip hop album is. It's like, there's guitars on this. There's, there's full songs with no rapping. It's just, um, and I know it's cliche for Whitey McWhite over here to be picking like, you know, the beastie boys but like they had a huge major <laughs> influence on me and not only that but their punk rock roots are also i'm a huge punk rock fan it's like it's the idea of being able to bring like a lot of like hip-hop that i grew up on they were sampling the people that were from their gen like people they grew up on like parliament and like you know james brown and all that stuff but you know people like me and the beastie boys grew up listening to like punk and shit like that so that's what we put into our music and i don't know fucking album's made Oh shit! Sorry, someone's knocking on the door. Hi. <laughs> uh, okay, where were we? <laughs> Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys, man. So what? What about you? What is your? Um, these guys to me, I remain fans of them forever. Like all their music is amazing. I believe there's some unheard music eventually coming out. I'm working on a project that I don't want to reveal yet because I think the name is too clever. That involves the Beastie Boys, but I came up with it the other day and I'm I'm working on it. Like, um, so what about you? Do, do you have any thoughts on them or? Oh, I love the Beastie Boys. Uh, so like, like a lot of people. I remember when I was in high school, and a lot of my teachers loved the Beastie Boys. But I ain't gonna lie, I hated the fact that they called them a rock band, because yeah. to me they were rap. Yeah. So like, when they were like Beastie Boys, a rock band, I'm like, no. Because <laughs> like, it's sabotage. Because sabotage was played on like yeah, rock radio. Yeah, sabotage. You know, a lot of people thought. I feel that. And I mean, they had a lot of electric guitar in their beats and like it sounded rock. Yeah. But like, I just like, I was always like, no, they're rap. I always claimed that like, I'm like, no, those are rappers. Um, but uh, yeah, I love the Beastie Boys. Is that the first album without Rick Rubin or? Uh, no, Rick Rubin was only on their first album. Their second album was done by the Dust Brothers, the guys who went on to do the Fight Club score and a bunch uh, of other okay. things. Because, yeah, it was – and then this one was produced mostly by themselves with Mar when they opened up their label Grand Royal in uh, in California. Um, yeah, and that's when they were for the yeah. rest of their career, right there, most of their career, yeah. I mean, my favorite Beastie Boys, uh, I believe, was actually Paul's – Paul's Boutique was the one where they're in, like, the sardines thing? Or is that yeah. a different one? No, no, that's, that's um, uh, Hello Nasty. Hello Nasty. That's yeah. that's probably my favorite. One. <laughs> I just that like the they're just like the rhyming on it. Master Mike, man, that one's fucking yeah, killer. yeah, yeah. I, I, but yeah, I fuck with the Beastie Boys. Like they're like when people like name like their top like white rappers, I'm like, yo, you y'all forget the Beastie Boys. Ain't, ain't none of you are here. Let <laughs> the Beastie oh, Boys. I know, and it's like they also too. I was talking to um to someone about this um, and they're like um. Uh, no one else could get away with rapping the way they rap. Like, there's no three other people. Yeah. Like, you like if Pharaoh Monch tried to rap the way the Beastie Boys rap, he'd be laughed off stage. But it's like, <laughs> it's yeah. like there. It's just they have a style that's so uniquely their own, and it was. It's just um, I don't know. It's it's uh, yeah. I like. I mean, yeah, them. you can name it. You can name that sound. Like when you play it, it's like oh, that's BCs. Yeah. Like, there's, there's, even their voices, like they all have distinct voices. You know. Each yeah. member, you got MCA with like the more raspy, like the deeper tone. You got fucking, uh, I believe Ad Rock was the one with like the 
high ass voice. Yeah, yeah. The one that sings on Sabotage when they have Mike D, like the cool one. I have a friend who um he he was a huge we grew up as huge Beastie Boys fans and and now he lives in Brooklyn. He's like, I'm behind Mike D in line for, for daycare drop off all the time. <laughs> I'm just like living the dream, motherfucker. <laughs> and he dope. said to this dude mentioned to me at one point. Bjork um lived like right near him and he's and I'm like does she dress like Bjork every day he's like oh yeah she's in full swan dress like all the fucking time so, <laughs> that's know, that's that amused me but yeah so um I like the pictures it's funny they mentioned they're all on here playing instruments this is the first time they ever since like their punk days they ever really acknowledged them even playing instruments you know yeah. but of course they didn't no. produce their first couple of albums so like and they got back in like i think they had a skateboard ramp back on these days but yeah and i'd say too the other thing that really influenced me about the beastie boys is that like you could tell that sometimes they were using like shitty microphones for the sake of using shitty microphones <laughs> and it made me believe it made me realize like yeah if you, as long as you like like work it right you can kind of use like you can make shitty stuff work as long as you sort of know how to like you know work it or whatever so that was a that was an yeah. important lesson to learn at a young age and it's not always about the equipment so you know yeah dope i feel like i should have like brought my vinyls <laughs> like, I, I just you're just like <laughs> beastie boys and i'm just like so nellyville just like pull sorry it off. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah uh uh i are we going into my my second yeah, let's one? go for it man if i have if i have that on vinyl i'll grab it whatever your next one is <laughs> <laughs> uh but hold on. okay i don't think all right i didn't know if someone was coming in <laughs> you're just right, um uh, we about to we about to jump into another white rapper <laughs> so after nelly after i was influenced by nelly so nelly got me into hip-hop the guy that got me into writing was eminem so my i've I've always known about Eminem. So the, after I started listening to Nelly, I found Eminem because they, they would play like Nelly's video and then they would play Eminem's video. And I the first one I watched was the the Real Slim Shady. But the first album I bought, my first Eminem album I bought was uh, uh, fucking, um, fucking uh, why am I blanking? Uh, Eminem Show. Eminem Show. You got, you got Eminem Show? Oh, yeah. Recently <laughs> acquired, actually. I wanted to get this for a long time and I found it someplace in Providence for less than I would thought. But yeah, Eminem show. Hey. Fucking, this album's amazing, man. It has yeah. my favorite, one of my I would say some of my favorite Eminem songs of all time on it. Yeah, so like I know like everyone's favorite M album is like mostly like the first two, but yeah. this one was the first one like I bought and I just feel like fucking i just like more songs on this one like me too i'm i mean this like, fulfilled the promises of the first two albums as far as i'm concerned i the owner of the place is here <laughs> that's all right need to pause or right. no no we go we good all right but cool. um yeah so yeah bro like uh i mean watching the videos again like most of my like how i bought albums was if i watched their video on like mtv or some shit yeah but like i watched the without me was like the first single on there yes and then yeah like and then that video i just loved because like i was a comic book fan too so like he was like in that robin get up yeah and it was like the, it, was a, it was so funny too that almost every anyone else would have made themselves batman but eminem knew to make himself robin yeah and like dre was like blade on there yeah <laughs> i think he was Something batman like wasn't he I mean, he wasn't wearing like a bat suit. He just had like sunglasses and like a trench coat. Oh, okay. Maybe he was Blade. <laughs> maybe. I don't like it looked like Blade to me. Or maybe he was just trying to be like Men in Black or something. But, <laughs> but like, yeah, like watching that video, I was like, oh, this is this is cool. And then like the rhyming on there is crazy. Like for every song. Like, I feel like yeah. to be honest, like if we're talking about M's rhyming ability. Like if you were talking about straight up, like oh, this is how, this is prime Eminem. This I is feel it. like Eminem show. It was Marshall this into into Eight Mile. It was because he won the yeah, yeah, I yeah. think he was working on this and I think Eight Mile at the same time, and he won the Oscar for that. So this really was like yeah. peak Eminem, I think. You know. I mean, yeah, I feel like Mar Marshall Mathers LP had like the the best songs, like create creative wise. But I feel like rhyming, the like the actual like lyricism is all an Eminem show. 
like till I collapse is crazy. Yes. Like, like yeah, all like all that shit's on there. Sing I think for the uh, moment, which is one of the first songs I ever got yeah. either my parents to actually like first rap songs ever. You know, <laughs> no. We're like, well, yeah, I remember my dad uh, saying, listen to the lyrics and actually feeling he related. It's just, it's just like interesting. It's like you know, that's he, he, this album broke some boundaries, you know. Yeah, and like I think this is the first album he did a lot of the beats for too. Um, yeah. So yeah, he like this was the kind of the introduction of producer M. He, I think he's very underrated as a producer too. He has his his beats yeah. have this very like cold Detroit sound. They're, they're they're industrial, but they're really heavy hitting. Like I don't know. I think I really like his production work. Like he did some stuff with did, Nas. Back you know in the how day. he does like you know like how he like does that shit. Like he actually like writes the words first. Really? Then he does the yeah. beats. Yeah. Yeah. So he writes the words, and then he would make a beat to like go around the words and i was just like what the fuck i was like yeah like that's crazy i mean like i don't like i don't even know how you like could structure a song like that but you know that's what he was on and he was like i think this is even though this is prime like this was peak eminem this was also peak drugged out (laughs) yeah that was the thing too the drugs became a bit too much because it's funny when the next album came out which was encore I remember when that first single came out, I actually thought it was a joke. I literally was like, no, yeah. he's going to release the first, the real single in a few days and say this. Is a joke. I, I, I feel so stupid thinking that now, but it was that bad. Yeah. I forget what it was even called. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was bad. Oh, uh, just, just Lose It. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, Just Lose It. Ah, just lose it. That's so that, that song is, I mean, I haven't heard oh, that yeah. song in years, and I'm curious how it holds up. I just, that, I remember when that came out too, and I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Yeah, that was I, some rough shit. Yeah. I, I was, so like for me, when Eminem came out, I was already in college, and like, so like I was already, like, there was none of this, oh, Eminem's going to corrupt me. But like, since you were younger, was it like, yeah. Like it was like basically there was Marilyn Manson was gonna was gonna ruin everybody's kids and then he passed the throne to Eminem and then I think Limp Biscuit picked it up when they tried to burn down Woodstock or whatever. But like was was this shit seem as edgy and dangerous when you were a kid? But or by that time we'd I all mean, seen the world explode. Nobody gave the fuck. So when growing up, I didn't know what the fuck like he was like saying really. Like it was kind of like. Like the content wise, I was like, I didn't know what these drugs were. I didn't know what the the context of a lot of the subject matter he was talking about, besides yeah. like him killing his wife or some shit. <laughs> like, Which I was like that with the Beastie Boys too. I didn't get a lot of what the context, a lot of what they were saying either. It, it was just like I was just more into like the rhyming and yeah. like the fucking just the catchiness of like some a lot of the of the songs. And I'm just like fucking I was just I was just grooving to that shit. And yeah. he was just like I mean, the thing about Eminem, though, like with this album, like, so this influenced me to write, but like, I tried to, I tried to write like this album so much that like, yeah, like, you know, when you first start and you try to write like your favorite rapper. Oh, I still have all my old like, notebooks and I went through them recently and there was a lot yeah, of that. Bro, yeah. like, I feel like anyone who like was I get some I get Eminem, some I get some wannabe Eminem lyrics in a in a notebook yeah, right like, behind me. You just somewhere. start like rhyming words and it's just like dumb as fuck. <laughs> like, you, you'd be like, "Yo, I got my iPhone because that's my phone." Yeah. <laughs> like, I got dry tones and I start. I was I would write like that. And I'm just like, ah, oh, shit. Well, that was I'm one of the Eminem. funny things about early Eminem is he he kept being like, "There's gonna be a million Slim Shadies," but there never really was. Like it was like. Like Bubba I mean, Sparks. there was a lot of there's a lot of wannabes though, right? But they, they like, never there was a lot a lot of white rappers. You know, I say myself included considered itself like more accepted to be able to rap in terms of actually making it like big time. They never really came to like Mac Miller and like people like that. It was just it was like it was like oh yeah. bubbles. It was like because it was never another. Right after he became big, there weren't wasn't another one. It was like you know I don't know. Well, I feel like the 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 white rappers that like came after him that did gain some notoriety gained notoriety because they weren't trying to be Eminem, right? Like Paul Wall, yeah, like, yeah, like um... they were their own, they were on their own thing. But um, I do, like, I do hate when people try to go like the Eminem route, but they don't understand the content of what made Eminem 
Right. Good. Like they would just think it's rhyming, and they would just rhyme with no like, with like no substance. Yeah. And it, like Eminem rhymes like that, but there's substance. Right. Like that's the thing so... too. A lot of people think like, oh, Eminem sucks now. I'm like, I don't think you understand. Like, I think he's saying stuff that you don't get. He's making references yeah. that maybe like because you you just fucking read i don't know what every day and just i don't know what because like but like i mean i i do have like an opinion on like past eminem versus oh yeah we can talk eminem. about that actually because i have opinions too <laughs> yeah so i don't like so like eminem is mount rushmore to me yeah but i ain't gonna lie like i know he's still lyrically there but a lot of the songs like yeah, are just the not hitting. not there. And when he had, yeah. it's like him, I always said him on the hook is like Shaq shooting free throws. It's going to go in about half the time and half the time it's going to be a brick. Yeah. And, like, and I, I feel like dangerous bad. Yeah. I feel like he's got to work with more like producers and like younger rappers to like, you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like he's having a hard time adapting to the new, the new era. Yeah, the new wave like it's just like i don't know he's trying because he's been trying to rap on like more like modern beats but it's just like it's just weird yeah. like i don't know maybe he has to go in there with dre again and like, yeah like, yeah i know yeah. it's like part of me wishes that like for a while you'd see him all, all like wearing all those t-shirts of like 90s hip-hop acts like paris and like um yeah. epmd and i was kind of always hoping he would do like an album with like a song each with all of those guys like big daddy Kane, like like do those big collabs yeah. with these artists because it's like i mean what the fuck it's like he's not he doesn't have to make any more money the dude he's got it his kids yeah. are grown up and, and like i guess married some of them or getting it's like he's got a great life it's like you should just be checking stuff off the bucket list you know and that yeah, seems like, like you know like another should, song with yeah. red man you know oh that'd be fire but yeah, yeah bro it does piss me off when i see the track listing and I just see all these fucking like triple A like singers. Like I'm yeah. like, bro, why are you doing a song with Ed Sheeran? Do a song with I know. Do do another song with like Lil Wayne. Go do a song with Ludacris or something. Yeah. Cameron. Like yeah. we wanna see that. Like I we know. don't wanna see you do a song with like, I don't know, Sean Mendes or some shit. Like, come right. on, bro. It's like, weird we that at this point Eminem is still trying to cross over. When it's like he really should be like he should be returning the, to his roots. Yeah, he's the biggest. Like everyone knows who he is. Yeah. But like people are kind of turning on him because like he's I just feel like I don't know. I I feel like he's having a hard time. I think he's like battle I don't know. He has like this inner battle that's just like, okay, I need to be on the radio, so I'm gonna get like Rihanna on this shit. And then like yeah. dude, for a time he only had like he'll have like one guest feature and it'd be like Kendrick, but then it's like a country song. And yeah. it's just like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> like no. but you have like the your version your modern version eminem right there like you do a hip-hop song with him i do love that rap game is it called rap game the song uh, love game Fluck, yeah i love that song I, I i i haven't listened to that in a while but i do really love that song i mean yeah it's cool i i just feel like is that the country song you're talking about it's, I mean, it's like, it's not like country, but it kind of has like that. I got I to gotta think about that like, through a new lens because I haven't heard that song in a long time. But like, yeah. I mean, it's but definitely it not funny like, too, it's like bar for you, bar, like rap song. Yeah. But like, do you remember that there's a stand too? I totally, because on that, on Marshall Mathers too, isn't there a sequel to Stan on yeah, that? Yeah. That's uh, totally I, forgotten on me. I don't know I if that's, up, I don't know if that's on LP two. Uh, maybe it's not. That, I think so it's that, on music to be murdered by. No, it's not on that because I listened to that recently. Because I, I don't have oh. um, uh, I don't have oh, LP two yeah. on vinyl, and I just listened to Mur music to be murdered by. I think it's on that because that because Stan yeah. was on the first Marshall yeah. Mathers. Oh, maybe it is on Marshall Mathers two. Is it's not called Stan two, right? No, it it's have not because they tried to hide that's what it was, but that's what when you find out what it is, I think later on. But like, yeah, uh, it's yeah. I don't know, it's um. He had he's definitely had some albums that are real clunkers, but um yeah, yeah. every once in a while though, like I love that song he did with Pink, the um the Won't Back Down. That's one of my favorite Eminem yeah. songs, especially like a later era song. But yeah, you know. Yeah. I like how I was just like the beginning of this conversation was just like, so this is one of my influential albums, and we're just like, Man, Eminem, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I was just thinking <laughs> like, <that. laughs> he's like, motherfucker. But no, Eminem, 
got me into writing. So he'll always have that. I just like today, like I'm critical. I'm only critical because he's one of my favorites. Well, he's also so, held up to an unfair standard. Because he he basically he had a level, a hot streak of three albums and culminating with Eight Mile and Academy Award that he so thought he wasn't gonna win that he wasn't even awake when they called it. He was at home asleep. <laughs> like when Barbara Streisand called his name. That like to compare anything, it's like you never get back to that. It's like it's like Hulk Hogan trying yeah. to regain the era of the 80s. It's like you know, which I guess he's been trying to do ever since, but like, you know, <laughs> it does you know, make I'm... you wonder though, that it's like with people, like we all love the biggies and the Tupacs, but like, you know, there was a point where Eminem became less interesting, even though he still almost became even technically probably more talented. He became less interesting. Like there wasn't like yeah, so new like, mountains to climb, you know, I feel like when his bars are going like this, like his songwriting was going this way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like it, and sometimes yeah, he found know. a good balance and sometimes he didn't, you know. Yeah. But but then there's Kill Shot. I fucking love Kill Shot. Yeah, Kill, Kill Shot was cool. I yeah. like yeah. But what's your favorite Eminem? Eminem get, get Eminem, get on your shit, M. Yeah. I know, <laughs> get on your sure. shit. Um favorite Eminem disc. Shit. Fucking uh I, don't even, I, can't. I, th I think i think nail in the coffin that's a great one yeah yeah i like yeah. the mariah carey one too i'm a huge mariah carey fan i do oh isn't that um uh, is warning, that bagpipes oh, no this was one that was um this wasn't this wasn't on an album or anything it was just like a white label oh. disc. if you haven't heard this you got to check it out he he goes into mariah for like three minutes straight <laughs> it <laughs> is bet. wild like talking about yeah. details of her house and stuff because like they dated for a short period of time it is like it's something that in hindsight as like someone who believes in women's rights and stuff i'm just like there's definitely some times with eminem where i'm like it's hard to go back and listen to some of that stuff because i don't want to hear him say like, the other after yeah, it's yeah. like some of that stuff doesn't age well but misogyny bro yeah <laughs> you know but so um so all right my next one oddly enough i mentioned you before that i had to right before we're supposed to record this i had to run out this 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 cd the original one i bought in 1991 was actually right now currently in my cd player in my car it was when i got in and turned the key today it was in there which is digital underground sons of the p oh Spe damn. speaking of tupac actually tupac is on this album this was back in the day where tupac was on was in digital, digital underground and there is a picture of him on the back of the album though it is really hard to see he's one of these yeah, dudes. wait is it same songs on this album no same song is not but he was on i he was on i think the first song on this album and maybe one or two others but um but yeah yeah this i don't ever heard this one this has um no nose job which for me so that song to me but digital underground well i said so much before i didn't have mtv but i was at my parents friend's house and i was just sitting there alone watching mtv and the no nose job video by by digital underground came on and i was like what the fuck is this my brain like exploded all over the fuck there and like it i was never the same again and i was just like oh hip-hop can be like this it can be weird and bizarre and you don't have to be like a gangster and you don't have to be and i was just i was like oh like I could, it was like the moment I realized that there was probably a space for me in it because it was so fucking weird and it was right there. And it was like yeah. the Humpty Dance was obviously their biggest album of all time. You know, everybody knows the Humpty Dance is a chance to do the hump. But this album to me, I remember going to the record store and seeing the CD and just being fucking fascinated by it. And I remember like wondering, like being fascinated by the art and being like, what is happening like right here and right here? And I was like really interested <laughs> in like what, and I tracked down the guy who took the photograph and tried to get him on the podcast. He never wrote me back. <laughs> like, uh, but it was only a few weeks ago. So if you're out there, um, hit me up. Uh, the... I just was fascinated by this and I, I didn't get it at the time, but Sons of the P was a reference to Parliament Funkadelic because um, George Clinton is on this album a bunch. And this was really their mm -hmm. album where they really kind of established themselves as being hip hop's Parliament Funkadelic. And there are songs in this album that are eight or nine minutes long, you know, which is pretty rare for a rap song, you know, songs that yeah. are singles that are like <laughs> six minutes long. And it's um, this is probably 
um it this album doesn't get talked about that much it, it actually took it was pretty hard for me to find this i think i had to order this from spain because it wasn't on vinyl for very long but it's always been a favorite for me so damn so does he does he bring back the humpty hump character or is he like yeah. So what's interesting about that is I didn't at, back then all I knew about them was like these pictures on the back and I, you see Humpty Hump on the back and I think Shock G is there too like this sort of superimposed oh, and yeah. I didn't realize until so I was at the I, I didn't realize that that it was Shock G and, and Humpty Hump were the same person until like the <laughs> mid two thousands I was at um. I was at the, at the Troubadour in West Hollywood seeing Murs and the Perceptionist. And I'm at the bar at the beginning of the show and I'm just sitting there by myself getting a drink. And I, there's a big tall dude behind me macking on these two hot white chicks. And the voice, I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? I look at him. Like, Why do I know that guy? Couldn't figure it out. And then later on in the show, Murs is performing and Humpty Hump comes out. And I was like, that was Shock G. And Shock G is Humpty Hump. And it was like literally that <laughs> night that like I put it Damn. together. Then I'm like, oh, oh shit. And that like so yeah because he raps as Humpty on a like no nose job is a song that's basically um it's all Humpty and Money B and actually there was a there was a TV show Drexel's class that I used to watch as a kid on Fox like back in the very early days of Fox that they were on a cruise and Digital Underground was the um performer on the cruise and they played no nose job um it's just this shit to me was like my ticket into hip hop. I was like, all right, I was going to ride that coattail. So I'm like, all right, you, you can't tell me I can't be weird as fuck like these motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be pulling a gun on you, but like I can shoot laser beams out of my hand like a motherfucker. So <laughs> dope. Don't, yeah. don't you have a song with Shock G now? Well, so it's funny you mentioned that. So what happened with that is Shock G passed away a couple of years ago. During that time, Right, Wait, but oh, he's dead. Yeah, he passed away. Oh, yeah, he is dead. I remember seeing that. Yeah. But what happened was, oh. so like he, um, I had, to, I was in talks with his manager at the time. Like, so I had reached out to his manager about a month or two before, and I was like, hey, love to do a song with Shock. Like, I just found her on the internet. She wrote me back right away. She's like, look, he doesn't say yes to many things, but put together your best presentation, and I'll put it in front of him. And I promise, I'll get you an answer or something like that. And I was like, oh, she seems super nice. So like, all right, I wanted to get this song together. I went out and got Ras Cass on it. And then I, Raskash was already on it. And then like, I wanted to get someone else that wanted to be the best possible. So I was like, I'll get the other one, then bring Humpty on because he'll be. And then by the time that all happened, he passed away. And um, I wrote her back and I'm like, the next that day, I'm like, sorry to hear. And she was like, he was the nicest man. It's just, it's, he was heartbroken, obviously. And um, so that didn't happen. And then, um, so cut to a few months ago. I was talking about Digital Underground online. My man Ab Till, previous guest, drew a dollar bill of this album cover for me. And I was, and then when I posted that, I think Young Hump, who who played Shock G in the All Eyes on Me Tupac movie, he played him as the actor, yeah. which Shock G was involved with that. And I think helped cast him and stuff, and kind of gave yeah. him his blessing, from what I understand. And he sort of took over, so you can see him in that movie playing Shock G. He took over sort of the persona, not really like so. Young Hump is supposed to be Humpty Hump's son from what I understand, but not Shock G's son. So it's sort of like, uh, if you're the Dudley boys, it's like, this is my brother, Devon. But like, Spike. Yeah. yeah, yeah. who I once met in an airport bar and he declined when I asked him to ask to drop me off the bar. It was like 10 in the morning. And we were both <laughs> drinking. He, did, he did not want to talk to me. He gave me a very limp wrist wrestler handshake. <laughs> but, and uh, so... So, so that's sort of the deal with that. But yeah, so I have a song with him. And so I re I did that a few weeks. He, I, I posted it and I think I followed him on Instagram and he like followed me right back. And then he's like, Hey, I'm doing verses. And I'm like, Hey, sign me up. I'm like, I'm not letting this. And literally it was done within a day. And like, literally it felt the weird thing about doing it. And I'm supposed to have him on the podcast. I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but like he was in Humpty Hump character the whole time. Like <laughs> when I was like tech, when I was messaging with him, he was talking like Humpty Hump boy. And like, Damn. he would send me like voice messages, but they were in the Humpty Hump voice. And it's like, so Damn. I'm like, it's for me, this weird thing is going on where it almost feels therapeutic because I missed out on this opportunity to, to possibly work with him. And now it's like, I'm working 
I'm almost doing a song with like his ghost some way. Cause it's like, I feel like if I had worked with Shock G, he wouldn't have been acting like Humpty the whole time. He would have been acting like Shock G and then before yeah. like Humpty. But this dude was just full on Humpty. And it was just like, <laughs> it was like, and like the, the, the two couple of days we're messaging were so fucking surreal. And it's just at the end of it, it felt like such like kind of a gift of closure that I didn't know that I need because like, like I said, this shit was let me it's like i wouldn't be on here right now wearing fucking blue nail polish if like it wasn't for like you know which is like a yeah. reflection of who i am and who i want to be if it wasn't for this weirdo shooting fucking purple out of his hands 30 <laughs> years ago do you have any thoughts on digital underground like any um any memories of them or i mean they're probably before yeah. your time but i mean they they are definitely before my time um i've found digital underground because uh i remember when i was doing because uh, as you know, I, I study a lot of hip hop and um, I kind of like study in sections. Right. So like uh, I was doing in my own head study class. I was like, all right, I'm going to study all these dance songs. So I found them through the Humpty Dance as one of the earlier kind of dance trends. Yeah. So and then I found out that Tupac was part of the group. I was like, oh, shit. Tupac was part of this group. Uh, I, n I never really listened to them like from top to bottom. But I've heard like a lot of their stuff, um, but yeah, like I always thought they were they 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 were dope. I saw a lot of their videos; they were funny, um, and yeah, like fucking they're they're also from the Bay, right? Yeah, yes, they are. Where I will be going in about two days. I'll be out in San Francisco next week. Oh damn! For I only bet. only two days. <laughs> is 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 Money B still alive? He is because I'm actually so I did hit up Young Hump. I'm like, so can we get maybe we can get a song of you, me, and Money B? And he's like, you got to hit up Money B. So I'm, I'm thinking about hitting him up. I'm waiting to have I have the right song. Yeah, I actually started fine. writing a song today that I thought was going to be for them. Then I wrote the whole fucking thing. So now it's not, but we'll find a different one. Yeah. But yeah, so I just Ooh. think they're like, um, I don't know. I they they just really Return of the Crazy One to me is my favorite song by Digital Underground. So that's the one that I think doesn't get heard as much that i would recommend anybody check out but i will say too like this one to me is is an emotional favorite i mean is i don't even know whether objectively you'd say it's their best album but to me it's like it always takes me back to a place so you know be interesting to see what somebody who'd never had no emotional attachment to it thought and the thing is too the other thing that got me off guard is so he did this little cartoon on the back which is like a sort of a story it's kind of hard to read but it was he did there were yeah. all these cartoons and all these and i was like oh i'll get maybe i'll see if i can find the guy who like did the cartoons and i look it up and his name's like rackadelic and i go into my little google machine i'm like oh that's fucking shock g2 you know like motherfucker he did like everything like he was like three <laughs> care he was like every time like this i find out someone else in that group is actually him you know I've rambled. What about you? What's your next one? I bet. If I so, have it. all right. We're, we're going to go. So, uh, so Eminem got me into writing bars and like really getting my lyricism down, lyricism down. But I wasn't really good at writing like actual songs, right? I, I was just a straight up rapidy rap rap motherfucker. So, after I listened to this album, I was like, oh shit. I got to get on my songwriting, bro. All the hooks, all this shit. And the guy that got me into that shit was fucking 50 Cent. So Get Rich or Die Trying, one of the... I feel like, even though he's not a lyricist, I feel like that album is one of the greatest albums of all time. I like, have a very complicated relationship with that album, so I was a pleasure to talk about it, so... Oh, really? Yeah. I bet. You, you start uh, off. <laughs> well, yeah, like, I just feel like... the like the hooks are fucking crazy yeah. 50 was one of the first guys to do more like melodic shit and still like keep it like fucking real and you mean not like, ja rule <laughs> like, uh, I, yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah he was just uh, yeah it was, i still yeah. fuck with ja rule I, you, I fuck, yeah but it, i like ja rule too but like you know but, but 50 was more like like i don't know i feel like with ja rule it's like you gotta like kind of what like are they gonna fuck with this? I'm just gonna play 50 Cent. <laughs> like, yeah, because like, it's like Ja Rule is like I mean when he him trying to call himself King of New York, which I don't know if he actually did or not, but it's like there was a time where he was like the hottest rapper in New York, and it's like it's one of those things where that's when the course correction has to happen, and you go all the way back to 50 Cent. It's like we've gotten this soft, so now we have to go this hard, you know? I mean, I I mean I feel I feel like Ja kind of like was trying to. 
he was kind of on the right track because like at that time you had to like have a certain confidence. Yeah. And even though like I mean 50 was dissing people. Like he oh, came he, out. Yeah. Yeah, he robbed. was just like, I'm a Jay-Z, yeah, fuck you. I'm king of this shit now. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm a I'm a diss big pun. I'm a diss fat Joe. I'm a diss like I was just like, God damn. He dissed Lil' Kim numerous times. Damn. Jadakiss, yeah, like the whole locks, I think. Yeah. I will say though, Jadakiss's diss checkmate to 50 Cent is my favorite diss song of all time. I think he's that song, he comes out swinging. <laughs> Damn. But I, I just like also 50 had like that swagger that Nelly had too, but more like, you know, hard. Like it was more like, I don't know, bro. Every time I listen to 50 Cent, I feel like I'm a badass motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll, like, that song like, heat, is it heat the one that has the guns the beats made out of gun sounds um the beat the, I, the one um uh the da will well if i record i'll kill you i don't mind i'll kill you um the da can play this motherfucking tape in court because i'll kill you i don't i think that. i think that's i think that's right i think that's it's been a minute that, yeah i fucking man so do you remember that? So you would have been you would have been only like maybe like four when that came out. So you probably yeah. so when did you discover that album? Because I remember uh, exactly where I was when I heard the album for the first time. So yeah, I was into M. So like and you know, M and 50 were just like peanut butter and jelly. So yeah, still to, to this day, M, still very close. Yeah, so like when I was already a fan of Eminem, like and 50 was just popular as fuck. Like he was one of the top guys. So I I feel like I found out about that album. I think I was like seven, eight. I think so, like seven, eight. But yeah, he was just the hardest motherfucker. And like all my, all my cousins, like they were like they they got me into like hip hop. They were the ones that were showing me all these videos too. So fucking um, they were like, bro, like you fuck with Eminem, bro. Like look at this Fifty Cent guy. And I'm just like, ah, right. it was. I'm like, oh shit. And they were like, yo, you know he got shot nine times? And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, he was like the most gangster motherfucker. So, like, yeah. And, and bro, like, the hook game on that shit is crazy. You got Nate Dogg on that album. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's just the way he structured his songs, too. Like, even though he's not, like, you know, going crazy like M, but the lyricism, he just knows how to, like, format that shit. Yeah, like that album is really well put together. I mean, I'd say more so than any other album he really put out. Like that album is well crafted, yeah. and like so, like so, my relationship with that album was that um, I was a huge Eminem fan. That time was a huge, you know, it was Biggie and Pac were already gone. Huge fans of all their stuff, and it was like you know they were just no that dried up, and it's like you know I like Jay Z, but I wasn't at that time as into as everybody else. It just didn't feel the same. And for some reason, I believed that I I don't know whether it was a marketing, but I really thought 50 Cent was like the next Tupac and like in the ne- or the next Biggie. And like I remember hearing that album. So I remember I was on I was on my way to Buffalo, New York. I was I was driving for nine hours from Boston to, to Manhattan to pick up my friends, Alex, who was on the show and my other friend, Evan, who was a Tom Cruise impersonator that was on the show before. And we were driving <laughs> to Buffalo, New York to um, shoot a documentary and it was cold as fuck. And that album had come out that day and we listened to it on repeat the whole time. And I remember feeling disappointed being like, oh, this was marketing. I remember being, I remember immediately realizing, oh, this guy is not Tupac. He's not Biggie this was something that was very well marketed and I kind of bought into it and this, and I, I, I immediately was like, I'm not really into this. And I kind of got varied into the other direction of independent hip hop. And I kind of like hated on it for a while. And then he also sort of introduced like troll culture to a degree where like, I can't really think that people would troll the way he trolled. And that's yeah. never, I've never been a troll and I've never understood that. And so for years I was just like, this guy. <laughs> this guy and i was like i'm like i like the hate of their love and g unit remix that's the that's the exception that proves the rule and i'm like fuck this guy can't act can't rap whatever and then at some point i he start i saw it read an interview with him where he showed a ton of humility and i'm like oh this guy knew what he was doing all along and like he's a really smart kind of thoughtful yeah. intelligent dude 
And when I went back and listened to that album, I fucking loved it. And I'm like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Like, I was just <laughs> all in my own head because I'm like, that song, like yeah. those songs, like for an album that I claim I didn't enjoy, I still remember like every song on it. And I remember it positively. Like, that Heat song is ridiculous. Yeah. And like, the thing is, dude, Eminem had at least one or two songs in that. And like, those aren't even the songs I remember. Like, I, because I heard one of them the other day. I'm like, oh, I fucking forgot about that song. Like, because the 21 Questions was on that album, too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Into Club and Wankster. Into Club, Wankster. Before the album even come out. And, like, so, like, I have a big Mia Culpa apology for that album. I think it's it's really, it's amazing. And it's, I think it's an artistic achievement. It's not just a commercial success. Like, I kind of yeah. root, root it off as, like, a 22-year-old shithead. So. I mean, bro, the production on that shit is crazy, too. Like, yeah. those Dre beats. Like, when in the club, you hear those first, like, few drums and you're just like oh shit like won't won't like yeah that shit goes crazy and then fucking um one of my all-time favorite songs is many men so like that shit is like like bro if you had to like give me a okay let's make an out like album of all your like life songs (laughs) like like many men is on that album bro like if like all like if i died like you gotta play many men at my funeral. Like I ain't no gangster, but it's just that song is like defined. Yeah. Like okay, I gotta get on my storytelling type shit. Fucking that shit is so fucking. A lot of people I don't know, to me, that's a perfect song. Aspect aspect of hip hop, like um, that it's it's big and it's like it's a rich it's a rich environment. Everyone's like you gotta keep it real, but it's like all you gotta do is tell a story. And you don't have to, it doesn't have to be about you. Just make it clear it's a story, you know, or whatever. Some people get wrapped up in that shit. I pull up the um. Yeah the um the 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 track list on this because i just i knew i was forgetting one one i think one of my favorites is on there one of my favorite samples and i can't think of the name of the record right now it might actually be pimp but fucking pimp is on this oh yeah fucking sample is insane like i that that is the record that's from is so fucking dope i wish i could remember the name of it right now have have you heard the remix with snoop dogg on there yes i was trying to remember who was on the remix but yes it's snoop there's someone else on it too, I think. uh, Snoop, I might be confusing him too. Maybe it's corrupt, I don't remember because 50 gave birth to one of my favorite, not gave birth, but like he paved the way for Lloyd Banks, who I think is fucking amazing. Yeah. I used to think about as a wrestling fan, I think of 50 Cent as sort of like the world champ that can't wrestle, and I think of like Lloyd Banks as the inter- inter- intercontinental champion who really can wrestle, like he's like HBK <laughs> level. shit and like any the other dude's like hulk hogan he's like i oh, just fucking leg drop like that's the way i thought of that shit you know i actually got into a debate <laughs> with one, with a guy over here um i remember i was talking about my most influential rappers and i i put 50 cent on there and they were like you put 50 cent on your list i was like yeah and they were like well i mean he's not really that great of a rapper and i'm like well i know <laughs> like yeah. and fucking um I, it's just the fucking songwriting. Like I feel like that's a own its own category, because um, there's some people that are not that great at rapping, but are great at making hip hop music. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like like Kanye is not out here like that. spitting. No. Yeah. But he he writes. He has, and I I feel weird saying anything nice about him right at this point. But like <laughs> he he writes good songs. And he puts a few really memorable lines in them and. It's, and then and he keeps the songs on theme like he's good at he's yeah. good at keeping everything in the right realm and he has a few dope lines and it's yeah i i'm gonna bring it i'm gonna bring something to this conversation because i i just got into a heated like debate with one of my label mates yeah. <laughs> about this i want to know what you feel yeah. and the comment section might disagree with me because I've made a lot of people mad with this opinion. Oh, don't tell me your opinion but, first. I don't want an influence. Is, is there a way that you can ask me without telling me what side that you're on? Not really. Okay, <laughs> I don't think I can. Right. All right. Uh, fuck it. All right. This is, my opinion is... Fucking... Uh, I was talking to my friend, uh, Reigns. He's my label mate. And uh, Strange... Uh, and uh, I was saying that... Uh, we are talking about lyricism. And I told, I was like, yo, I hate it when people get mad at me when I say this opinion. And they were like, what's your opinion? I was like, Tupac is not a lyricist. And then they got fucking mad. I mean, he's <laughs> I not like, like, he's not the example of a lyricist. 
Like I would say yeah, that like I'm... I would I wouldn't say he's like the anti-lyricist, but if you were to say yeah. give me an example of a lyricist, he'd be deep he'd be pretty far down that list. He would he would not be like the first. Okay, I mean I Okay, I kind of worried. The dude that would so, write like four or five five songs. The guy would write songs yeah. he probably never even listened to again. He would just like write like yeah. five, six. It's like he he would it was it was more like like it was more like a, a water hose you couldn't turn off. That you know, yeah, which is different, I mean, you know. I don't think I actually worded it like that because technically he is a lyricist because he does write great lyrics. Right, yeah. But, but I know what you're he's, saying. He's not out rapping like Eminem or Nas right. or Big L, like Big L, yeah. you know, Most Def, Talib Kweli, like these guys can like if you put Tupac in a cipher with these guys, he's not gonna have the illest verse. Right. Like Tupac might was, say was, the... was was ultimate X Factor. He was like he was like X Factor all the way. Like he was just yeah. the the perfect combination of of all the right factors. Yeah, I I mean I feel like he has. I mean to be honest, I I feel like he's the greatest hip hop artist of all time but like he's not going bar for bar with a lot of people no and like people hate when i say that and i love tupac I mean, he's on my mama hoodie <laughs> like right. but i'm just saying like put him in a cypher or a battle he might not come out on top but yeah, that's that's the he's a perfect way to put it yeah he's like he's a messenger he's a poet he makes great music that's what tupac is you don't have to be a lyricist i feel like there's another category right there right. like you I know feel what's like, actually, yeah, go for it. I feel like Tupac and like 50 are kind of like, I know like that's kind of a weird comparison, but they're kind of in the same category where these guys are great songwriters and they can tell stories, but they, they're not doing it in the way of metaphors and, you know, double entendres. Right. Like, you know what's funny? Very direct. It's funny you compare them because like they had a similar experience with one piece of Tupac thing, which I was always a huge Tupac fan. Um, I have the gridlocked VHS on my wall over there, which is the Tupac movie that came out the week he passed away that I love. Um, but like, so, but he wrote a poetry book and there was a poem in there about, and I remember kind of reading at the time when I was like studying poetry in college and, and kind of almost mocking it, being like, this is so ridiculous, like stick to it. And it was like, there was a poem about, about a rose growing through the concrete. And that was sort of what it was, based, it was the metaphor of like, growing up in the ghetto was that like you don't look at the rose that grows to the concrete and go oh the petals kind of fucked up you go wow it fucking grew and as much as i at the time i thought that was tacky and corny i've used that metaphor i don't know a million times in my life in so many conversations both professionally and personally and i'm like oh he came up with that when he was like in his 20s and it's like i yeah. passed it off as being like like a shell silverstein wannabe or something but I didn't realize that he actually cre created a very evocative, almost timeless imagery that sticks with me to this day. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah, sold a lot of people short when I was younger. Yeah. I mean, Tupac is, Tupac's a genius, bro. So, all your old heads, I know you're going to comment, yo, you got to fuck Eminem on your list. Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> no, but that is the thing that people oh, do. shit. People do. Tupac is amazing, but people um, attribute stuff to him that I don't know that he always deserves. It's like, and it's not like, yeah. and some of it comes from the lack of understanding and kind of who he is. And people like, like yeah. that's one point they, they they make about Tupac is he spent about four, he spent like five or six years with Chalk G and Digital Underground, and like like nine months with like Suge Knight, and everybody remembers the Death Row stuff, but there was like a whole most of his career was like prior yeah. to that stuff like he yeah, from he, like 92 to like 95 yeah. like yeah. from him coming out of prison and signing to death row to him being gone was not that long of a time like and then and it's funny i do remember where it was when tupac passed away i was um at my with my friend matt and we were um putting up pink insulation in our high school English teacher's brother's stained glass studio in Shrewsbury, Mass. And he came in was like, Tupac died. <laughs> Damn. So, I don't know. I, the only time I ever went to the Boston Garden before they tore it down, I was there at the Burger King there. And that's where I found out that Kurt Cobain killed himself. So, I don't know. Yeah. Fucking window, banana bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Ha. I just aim, score, and celebrate. 
elevate Electric but money is what I generate Illustrate, do nothing but draw It's like I meditate Cause I be closing both of my eyes And all these different states intimidate Man, all these rappers about to know I eliminate Some of your dudes gon' have to go What's the class clown? But now ain't no longer a joke I'm like Nicola the joke About to be one of them ghosts Man, I'm too slick Your chick here giving me naughty looks You boo dick My huge dick is what your shoddy took Fight me, that's bullshit I leave your body shook You looking for a tilly, homie? We can have a Donnie Brook Fuck his granny hook, homie We consider you gon' feel like an alcoholic When he shots hit in your liver A winner, homie I'll put an end to these beginners We'll play in his prom So you know I'm quick to deliver When they see my face Their skates feel like jelly Cause when I'm on the ice I'm all wheel snipe selly When they hear me rhyme Their face seems so jelly Cause when I'm on the mic I'm all wheel snipe selly When they see my face Their skates feel like jelly Cause when I'm on the ice I'm all wheel snipe selly When they hear me rhyme Their face seems so jelly Cause when I'm on the mic I'm all wheels like sell So finally your girl decided to leave While you grieve She's on her knees Rapidly snacking keys Rather happily From three smiley steeds You've likely seen High-fiving over Riley Reed Allegedly But I digress I'm here to chirp and chew bubblegum Cause none of you pheasants Seem to be too troublesome Regrettably you ain't a threat to me You're upsetting me But further boys You're getting cross-checked If you step to me My weaponry is words My lessons strike a nerve Aggression to the herbs You bet against my swerve No one can hold this bitter I could Slap shot a glory hole You cry cause your little sister Ate your last Oreo With these ABCs I'm Letterman mixed with letter candy Obviously I'm the better man Flipping letters any day Anyway genius witch always on Can confirm Canada geeses are welcome on my lawn When they see my face Their skates feel like jelly Cause when I'm on the ice I'm all wheel snipe selly When they hear me rhyme Their face seems so jelly Cause when I'm on the mic I'm all wheel snipe selly When they see my face Their skates feel like jelly Cause when I'm on the ice I'm all wheel snipe when they hear me rhyme, their face seems so jelly Cause when I'm on the mic, I'm all real snipe Hey, your sure sucks, so I'ma outdo it and take your bucks Grin and spend it, stay independent like skateboard trucks Fuck, my new CD's for sure late Shit, I go to court late 34 days past my court date Fuck hungry, I'm starved after four steaks And I'm after more cake, so pass me your plate Happy birthday, I rap a verse straight Until my lungs collapse in earthquakes Or under maps of earth states So thunder at your bird's face, I'm Zeus, fuck a truce Ain't no one in rap I heard say My puns are master wordplay <laughs> I don't trust anyone, so fuck everyone I'm annoyed, man, I'm drunk Any rum and puff, every skunk Bet he's drunk, nah, I ain't even got a buzz Swerving in suburban with bourbon Worse than I thought I was <laughs> Anyone ride with me Might as well jump right in a hearse Drive to the church and dive right in the dirt Chop.